Hello and welcome back to episode six of Ads for Success podcast with me, Amanda Perry, agency owner, business coach, small business cheerleader, and now podcaster. This podcast is full of real life advice from pulling back the curtain on my agency and seeing firsthand what is working right now in the world of ads. I'll be bringing you interviews from e-com brands that are smashing it right now and hearing from the brains behind them how you can too and delving into the marketing ecosystem around your business that needs to be in place before you start sending paid traffic through to your site. In the same way you wouldn't build a house on sand, you need solid foundations to build, grow and scale your e-com store. We'll be exploring all of this and much, much more. Yes, sorry guys, ads are not a silver bullet. However, they do work for millions of businesses and they can work for you too. Full of practical advice, actionable tips and straight talking, no-nonsense help to improve your e-com store, your bottom line and just maybe your life. Stick around and let me show you how. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you enjoy the episode today, please do leave a review as it really helps other people to discover us. Welcome back to Ads for Success podcast with me, Amanda Perry. I'm so excited to bring you one of my favourite people this week, the artist Stuart Semple. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Amanda. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. I'm so happy. So in the spirit of pure transparency, um, we work together. So we work with Stuart and his brand Culture Hustle. And Stuart has got such a fascinating story. I was desperate to bring it to you. So I was so happy when you said you could carve some time out of your crazy busy schedule to talk to us. I am very, very grateful, Stuart. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm I'm looking forward to our chat, actually. Yeah, me too. So do you want to start by introducing yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm Stuart Sample. I'm really an artist, so I've been making art for about 20 years. And um, over the past few years, I've been sharing some of the art materials that I make on the internet um, with other artists. And that's kind of grown into what you could call essentially a business of its own, really. Yeah, I mean, you could call it that. It's a huge business of its own. (laughs) (laughs) You've done all right. Uh, You've done so all right, in fact, that you've just had, well, you've recently had the second most successful Kickstarter of all time, which is just, I mean, mind boggling to even think about it. Can you you tell us a bit about that and how it went? Yeah, so um, we make really innovative, game-changing paints, like the coloriest colors. And one of the things we've been working on for a few years now is a super black paint. And um, we had an incredible formula for this black paint, but to get it made at the factory would have been quite expensive. So we decided to use crowdfunding to um, help us get it into production. We chose Kickstarter, and we were hoping to raise about £20,000, I think, um, And it went bananas. I think we did way over half a million pounds quite quickly. And um, yeah, it was just just bonkers, really. 
That is bonkers. How were you like sat there refreshing? If it was me, I'd just be like refreshing my screens, just in complete disbelief. Was that how it was behind the scenes? Well, initially it was a bit like that. And then there was just blind terror because it was like, how many bottles of paint? How many pledges? And I'd come up with these quite complicated kind of um, packs to send people with various cool things with the paint and stuff. And the reality of pulling it all together was starting to dawn on me. And um, yeah, yeah, it was as scary as it was exciting, I think. So what are the, what's the actual numbers behind that? What is half, half a million pounds in bottles of paint? How many units did you sell? I think we're talking about 40,000 bottles of paint. Um, But as I say, it wasn't just bottles of paint. So some of them came with a pencil, other ones came with a sketchbook and a bag and a pencil. So it's this whole complex variety of things. And this is like you, well, your team, you and your team in a in a unit packing this stuff by hand. This isn't some elaborate like factory setup, is it? No, we don't have that at all. I mean, there's like a handful of us. Like we honestly weren't expecting it to do that well. We didn't have the infrastructure for that. So, um, yeah, essentially it was just us lot staying up for a few weeks and working really hard all night, putting things in boxes. Yeah, well a few weeks i think it's still it's still going isn't it yeah well actually yeah. you know what we sent the last kickstarter out now so fantastic that's yeah. an amazing achievement that's absolutely brilliant so so i guess the question is why did it do so well what were the key points behind it that that saw that yeah i mean it wasn't like looking back now i can see why it worked um and there's a lot of key learnings from from that i think um and one of the first things was that we actually have a really supportive online community anyway behind what we're doing. So we weren't complete strangers when we popped up with this idea. We already had some really good support. And um, we actually, I decided to give um, access to Kickstarter to our biggest supporters early. So what that did was that meant that when they came on to have a look, I'd created a friendliest friends bundle for them before anybody knew about it. And it meant that they could get involved with very little money but what that also did was um it created a bit of a chain reaction in kickstarter because it it got started to get the word out and it already had a bit of traction before anybody found out about it and i think that helped massively and then um the other thing was that i think what we were offering was really unique like i haven't really seen a game-changing paint on kickstarter before um but it's an interesting community because there's a lot of people who make things create things it's a real creators platform so strangely it was the right place for us i think and um yeah i think we were just really straight up and honest about what we were doing and just asked for help and um like we were lucky as well I don't know. Well, I, that's very humble of you, but I think I don't know. I think that's that's a really good um, tactic that people can use, though, isn't it? And I guess you unwittingly hacked the algorithm by doing that. I love I love that you call it the what was it friendliest friends? Yeah, yeah. So, so we know all your so good, but it comes from this real genuine place of we know who our core supporters are and the artists that like what we do and. I think we genuinely care about them and respect them. And thanks to that relationship that we've built over like a few years, when we do something, they're they're there for us, you know, and um, it comes from that. 
And I think that's it as well, isn't it? Is that, you know, I always talk about this kind of 360 approach to business, which isn't just having a great marketing campaign, but then when people receive the product or or even contact the team, they just feel a bit shortchanged by the answers they get or the product. It's like you have you have the whole set, you know, you've got, I've ordered from you before and it's from that first email through to the delivery experience, through to the actual product, it's it's good stuff, isn't it? It's really good what you've developed. I think so. I'd like to think so. I mean, you know, the other thing is what's, you know, every now and then things do go wrong. And um, I like to think that we're, we're good even then as well. You know, like when mm. everything goes right, it's super easy. People get the thing, the shipping works, the tracking works, they get the information, it's fine. But in the rare cases where it goes wrong, it's like that's when I think it really matters, when you really take time with that person who has had a bad experience and I think mm. that like we're doing well there now, really well, and that that for me is the test of the whole thing. Yeah, no, it's incredible. So let's go back a little bit. I do want to come back to the Kickstarter, but I don't think we can talk about the Kickstarter without talking about why this whole product came about mm. and the the catalyst for that. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So as I said before, I've been making my own paint for twenty years to use in my art and. I've been an artist, you know, I do big art shows and, and things. That is my career. That's how I pay the bills. Um, but about three years ago, I heard that this other really big artist called Anish Kapoor got the exclusive rights to use the blackest black substance that had ever been made in art. So he's like the only artist in the world who can use the blackest black in his work. And I felt that was really, really wrong. And a lot of other artists did as well. So I then got to think, well, I make my own colours and I don't share them with anybody. And I've got this pinkest pink that I use in my art. So I put the pinkest pink um, up on the internet as a total joke. And then at the shopping cart, I put this kind of legal disclaimer. So when you bought the pinkest pink, you had to agree that you weren't Anish Kapoor and you weren't going to sell it to Anish Kapoor and you weren't going to share it with him, etc. So that was the point like no one could use his black apart from him but everyone could use the pinkest pink apart from him and Mm -hmm. what came from that was it kind of blew up and it just went completely viral kind of on its own and from that I've started to kind of um, develop other materials and share other things with our community and it's really just started to grow into a range of a variety of really strange colorist colors potions really for artists Mm, yeah which are amazing like they're so such vibrant strong colors aren't they and they're being used for all sorts of applications as well but so which we'll come on to but so so the Anish Kapoor thing Mm -hmm. how much of a catalyst do you think having that because it it went super viral didn't it I mean it was in every I remember it way way before we were working together I remember seeing it everywhere like vice buzzfeed you know all the usual suspects how how important do you think that pr and that virality was as a as a catalyst for the the successful kickstarter well i think it was everything i mean bearing in mind even though that was two years before that's what bought the initial audience but you know what we did was we looked after that audience and we cultivated that audience which gave us the capacity to do such a kickstarter two years later But, you know, Mm -hmm. to go back to your point, yeah, the virality was key and the PR was essential. You know, like we didn't just put it, you know, if we would just put it on the website and no one knew about it, nothing would have happened. But 
you, you can't underestimate how powerful it is when, you know, a radio show talk about it and you, you suddenly get this spike of traffic or um, a newspaper writes about it. I mean, obviously, we weren't intending for that to happen, but we could directly see it's been in this newspaper. Loads of people go on the website. You know, it was just linked yeah. up so obviously. And what about the negative? Because I know he he commented on it, didn't he? He said some, didn't he say that he was going to sue you or something once? And there was some stuff around yeah. that, like that could be perceived as negative, but still has this hugely positive. Effect. Yeah, I think the weird thing was so he he actually broke the rules on the website, and then he got the pink, and then he dipped his middle finger in the pink, <laughs> and posted it on Instagram. And what happened was. Which you could sue him for because he said he wasn't an issue. Yeah, before. exactly, and, and a million other <laughs> things. But anyway, what happened was the art community thought that was really bad and it blew up in his face and he got like 5,000 comments telling him what an idiot he was. So actually, strangely, like the more he does, the the sort of more attention we get for not being horrible and that seems to be a good thing. Yeah. I feel like I've never actually asked you this question, but have you ever met him? Have you ever yeah, been Yeah, but I room? met him um, a few years ago at a charity art thing that we did, but it was before all of this, and it was only a fleeting right. thing. Yeah. So you've never actually come face-to-face and had that awkward conversation? No. I'd actually like that conversation, though. It's a conversation I want to <laughs> yeah, have. I'd love to hear that conversation. I'd love to hear it. Okay, so... I'm putting myself in your position. So if I think a lot of people would have heard the story about Vanta Black and Anisha yeah. Kapoor or like the equivalent story for their industry and think, oh, that's not a very nice thing mm-hmm. to do or like what an arsehole mm-hmm. or something. But I'm not sure that many would actually then have the sort of um, drive to go through the process of developing the product so to to sort of write that injustice mm. how did it happen and or what what drove you to actually complete that process and produce such a such a a, a match for the the product that people couldn't use well, i think that um i think there's a couple of things i mean i think like as an artist i make stuff um so that's the first thing i'm used to making things and sharing them that's like quite sort of second nature so that was part of it yeah. and the other thing is it's like um you know, I think solving problems is quite exciting. And I was sort of driven by the idea of actually when an artist gets this, this is really going to solve a big issue they have and they're going to enjoy this. And I was just sort of putting myself in their yeah. shoes, like what would I like to happen? And um, I just came from that space really. And then it was actually quite fun and exciting to develop it. It, was, it wasn't a chore. It wasn't like hard yeah. work. It was... Um, it was a laugh, you know, the whole thing's been a good laugh. Yeah, I bet. So it's easy. It's easy when it's fun. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and you can tell that's how you approach it. How has it taken you away from your the sort of core of your art or have you still managed to keep that balance of doing it's, both? It, ha- it has, yeah. It, it has been a huge distraction at points, especially something like the Kickstarter. I mean, it was so big, so quick that it just needed all hands on yeah. deck, literally. Um, but you know, now it's a bit quieter, things have eased off and, uh, you know, I'm back in the studio making my work. So it's actually quite nice because I feel renewed when I go back to my art now. Like I've got this other thing that I can zone in on a bit and rest the art and then go back to the art. And it, they seem to be playing together really nicely. 
Yeah, well, it's almost the dream, isn't it? That you kind of have this business that you love that's that's a, a source of revenue and a source of inspiration, which means that the art's even more special, I guess. Yeah, isn't and, it? and also, like, I'm very lucky because I have a paint company, so I can use it in my work. So it's kind <laughs> of like I get to, like, yeah. use all this cool stuff and it <laughs> makes me want to paint because I've got all this yeah. stuff to play with. So, so it's like, I bet. And what amazing stuff as well. It's like, yeah, absolutely brilliant. So you touched on it earlier, but you have built an absolutely incredible, like engaged, loyal community around mm. the product. Um, because at the core of your sort of marketing, I guess, is sharing all the work that like any anything that people make with your products, yeah. you share it, don't you? And I think a lot of people would use that in right this is our marketing tactic we're going to use this but I feel like that's very much a you thing and a thing that you you're you you just naturally do you want to you want to yeah. shout it from the rooftops rather than a rather than a kind of marketing yeah, tactic. I mean, it's is not that, like it's a strategy said? so if we see someone so one of the things we made is this glowing pigment called lit and it's super bright super glowy and, you know, I might go on Instagram mm. and see someone's painted their nails with it and it looks amazing. And I'm like, oh, my God, everyone, look what she's done with it. Wow. And then you want to share it with everyone because it's just something cool that you want to share. It's not a marketing thing. It's like, look what she's yeah. done. Wow. Everyone should see this. This is good. But by using that sort of heart and authenticity, it has become your best marketing thing, hasn't it? Because it's it's created this engaged community, which is what led on to the Kickstarter. Yes. So yes, it's not a it's not a tactic in kind of air quotes, but it's by being lovely and genuine and giving back, it's been the thing that has built 100%. you up, hasn't it? Yeah. And like we do genuinely yeah, care incredible. about the work that's being made with our stuff. So yeah. We do comment if someone makes something. Yeah. We do help them if they get stuck. We, we're there for them as much as they're there for us. It's just like we're in it together. Yeah, it's incredible. Like we see some of your messages coming yeah. through, obviously, because we're in your, your account. And they're just amazing. Like people just love the product and the brand and being part of it don't they it's incredible so to to touch on that a bit more and I've seen some amazing stuff like Bim I remember the guy that did I the vans in Lids, didn't he he painted the vans can you tell us a bit more about all the different kinds of people that are using the product I know you touched on like nail oh, art it's I unbelievable I mean we get am amateur astronomers using our black to paint the inside of telescopes that's I mean, you, you wouldn't have wow. thought that. Why? Well, what does that do? It stops what, the stray light inside the telescope. So um, oh. it means they can see clearer and further. So the, the coatings they were using were wow. super expensive and hard to use. And it turns out the black paints we make uh, are really good, um, which I had no idea. So things like that, then like no. people who are into miniature toy painting, you know, like uh, Warhammer, they lo they love our stuff, like miniatures. Cosplay is a big thing. People who make costumes for like Comic-Con and stuff. Um, artists, sculptors, painters, set designers, photographers. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea. No. It's uh, one of my favourite things I ever saw was that, cape that someone had done 
with the pinkest pinks and Anish Kapoor is the prickest prick. I I mean, that's the other funny thing is that people really get into the storyline and like as well. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. So fun. I love that. I love that. That's what I love so much about working with you guys. And I think just to touch on the ad side of things, because all of this stuff that you do is just like, like the ads are just such a tiny bit of kicks. It's almost like lighting the touch paper, isn't it, of everything else that you've done. And it really is about telling that story and the educational stuff that's doing so well for you that is about just amplifying that story it's not about no. like buy my stuff buy my in fact it's the opposite of that, isn't it it's the opposite of go buy 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 no. buy like limited time none of that there's none of that. sometimes just sometimes we education. do say well, there's a limited amount of it but it's when there genuinely is a limited amount of it but there's yeah, yeah. but there's no there nothing is, tricksy yeah. about it it's like really straight up this is what we make this is why we make it if that's useful this is where you can come and get it we'd love to get to know you if not then that's cool and it's very like that and it's more like um helping people to come in contact with with what we're doing really because um there's no point making all this cool stuff if no one knows about it no exactly can you tell us you've just had a pop-up shop depending on when this goes out you I think it closes at the end of August doesn't it but can you tell us about that because you've had some really cool like yeah so what we were thinking was um online you can only do so much and we actually like people to touch and smell and use and mix the paint so um we thought it'd be nice to have a physical store so we did it in the central of London just by Bond Street and um it's almost like a boutique. It looks like a fashion store. It's not like any art shop you've ever seen. It looks um, so The design's hot. Uh, and um, really- people can come in and we've got like a big pick-a-mix counter so they can make their own paint palettes up and they can just stay and paint for a couple of hours uh, and kind of hang out. And it's been really interesting because um, it was the first time we really met our online audience in real life. And we we had this launch night and we invited them, of course. and um, Loads of them came and they knew everything about our things. They were showing us what they were making on their phones. They, oh, it was just amazing. They bought presents they made, artworks. Like, I was just totally (laughs) blown away by the whole thing. And it just affirmed, like, how lovely the artists are that use the things we make. Like, they're awesome people. Yeah, I agree. But I think for me, it affirms how you create from you know you lead by example don't you so the fact that you've approached this from such a like genuine open sharing place it's not we I've spoken in previous podcasts about you know when people say oh we we want to be seen to be doing this Mm -hmm. we want to be seen to be caring you know we need to respond to things so that people think that we care so that we show we care whereas you're the complete opposite of that you know you've created this product that that has just done phenomenally well but it's come from a really genuine place so I think the audience are attracted to that aren't they and they respond to that in the same way well I think there's just about being genuine I mean if you meet someone in the street and they're kind of pretending to care or want to be seen to care that's very different than someone who actually cares I think I think you can just tell and uh, I don't think online or social or whatever is any different you know like if, if someone was having a house party and you walked in and just started shouting about this new thing you made and how much it was going to cost, they think you were an idiot. 
Whereas <laughs> if you turn up at a house party and you're interested in people and you're just talking and the conversation moves on to what you get up to and they're interested in that, then maybe you make a friend and maybe they mm. get to know you a bit more. Like, it's no different no, I because agree. it's online and in real yeah, life. Yeah, I totally agree. And what um, what can you tell us about the bouncer that you had? At the, was he there the whole time or was that just for the opening party? Yeah, no, no. We've had, we've had security on the door because we don't want Kapoor to get in and get the materials. So um, we've been asking people to sign a disclaimer that they're not going to share anything with him and they're not him. And the bouncer's got a picture of him anyway, so he knows what he looks like. I abs- Do you know what? It makes me laugh so much, but it's actually, it's actually like serious, isn't it? You really don't want him to have this stuff. Yeah, yeah but but... But in a playful yeah, way, yeah. you don't want him to have yeah, it. Yeah, in a fun way. But yeah, of course you don't want him to have it. It's a nightmare when he gets it. Well, you'd be pleased to know he's any of the audiences we ever run, he's absolutely excluded from. So Okay. Actually, maybe he shouldn't be. I think he needs to learn some well, stuff. No, maybe he should be we listening. Always, to we you. always target his fans, just not him. Do you? No. Well, oh, we can't okay. exclude him. Oh, we always target his fans, yeah. So, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> We can bring them over to the light exactly, side of life. Exactly. I think people just love it. I think people really get behind a story like this. And just even if, you know, even if you're not an artist, like Anish Kapoor is a name that loads of people are familiar with. But, you know, I guess he's not like a Banksy or a Damien Hirst for, for non-arty people. It's not necessarily yeah, sure. a name that would jump out at you. But just the fact that he's done this thing that's like so mean, isn't it? What a mean so I feel like what you've done is so kind of different and out there and different to what a lot of the audience listening are trying to do even though lots of them are artists and creatives so I'm sure there's there's elements that they can pick up but I know I know that you've you've come from a very different place with this in terms of the virality and the the kickstarter and stuff but what are the Mm. what's the one thing that you would say you did that really catapulted the business that the audience could try you know what are the what are the kind of foundations before the Kapoor stuff before the kickstarter the foundation stuff that you think the audience could learn from well I think um the first thing is find something that you really genuinely care about you know I care about art Mm. I care about paint so what do you care about then think about your community you know who are into the same thing and think about what problem they have what are they really whinging about what are they angry about what annoys you Mm. what do you want to fix and then when you create a solution to that and then you um, bring it to that community, not in an obnoxious way, but I think what we did was we did it in a funny, humorous way, um, just because that's how I am. It wasn't mm. premeditated. But I think if you can bring a bit of humor into how you deliver that, then that seems to be what worked with yeah. what I did. Oh, that's great. Because you're, in essence, I mean, you're, yours is just like a Shopify site, isn't it? It's nothing. You don't have like a fancy sort of thousands of pounds coded site or anything like that nothing i mean like quite honestly like i think i spent about a hundred pounds to launch it i made some pink paint in my studio got the cheapest shopify site you could get put the pink site up pink up it was like 30 quid or something for the domain or whatever and and literally that was it and the reason why it went viral was because there was something funny on there near the checkout Mm. really and 
the community cared about this black is black pain and then i think like i think it was vice or um i think it was vice vice picked up on it and they wrote a blog yeah. and then that was it like it just and and that literally was it and here we are like three years later with 30 odd products i think you know the store more people working with us new products coming and it's just done it itself totally organically like no investors no share or none of that stuff that you would normally have and it means we can do exactly. whatever we want we can be really yeah you have it. that agility to just like i know you i don't want to ruin any surprises but i know you were telling me about what you did last black friday which was so exciting wasn't it you know and you have the agility yeah. just to do these on the spot kind of you know uh events i suppose like the shop and the, yeah 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 and i mean if our audience go we really need this art material we can say on twitter do you really want this and if enough people say yes we could have it out in two so weeks. what are they asking what are they asking for at the moment and what is coming next can you tell us well i can tell you i know what they're asking for they want body art paint they want to paint their oh. bodies with it and can they, um, not, is, is, yeah, is, they, can they not at the moment well they can with some of them but it's it's not great so we, we, we they, they should be able to right. do better um so they really want that i saw some people asking for copper the other day yeah that's just in the store but we're working on different colors yeah in there. i love it Stuart. thank you so much for joining me and for working with us. we absolutely love working with you it's such a fun product and your whole team are just i take one thing that um always strikes me whenever we're communicating with your team is how like everyone just gets it don't and cares so much like they all really really care about the success even down to the point where they'll really pick us up on things that other people just you know if it's the owner they often will but if it's the team sometimes they'll be like yeah yeah that's fine but your team they just get it so much don't they yeah I think it's because we're so small and we're all in one room and it's a bit like a pirate ship really with like six or seven people in well, it trying to just, stop it from just sinking. Rum all the time <laughs> no we've had to cancel the rum it really didn't go down very well we got hats i've got swords <laughs> I so, do, funny. Yeah. so funny Stuart, thank you so much where can everyone find you where can they find more out more about this amazing product uh culture hustle just type that in uh, Instagram or website or where's the yeah, best place? Yeah, so Culture Hustle on Instagram. And if you're interested in me, it's just Stuart Sample on Instagram or type Stuart Sample into Google and you'll get me. And um, I always write back, so don't be a stranger if you're listening to this and you want to say hi. Oh, say my hi. God. You, not only do you write back, you send Jamae gifts, don't you, when you email your <laughs> Jamaica, which is the best thing i knew as soon as i saw that we had to work together yeah, yeah. thank you so yeah. much i'll um i'll put the links in the show notes as well so everyone can find you and cool. thank you very very much for taking the time to speak with us today i really appreciate no, it thanks for having me on take care Stuart. thank you bye. so much bye bye oh that man isn't he just amazing thank you so much for coming on Stuart he's such a breath of fresh air isn't he oh just such a like authentic approach to business and we always dream of these things that we do that we love that just go crazy viral and we find this huge success so a Kickstarter that you put out there for 20,000 and you get just under 500,000 pounds is just 
I don't know if that's not a testament to building an engaged, amazing community, then I don't know what it is. Thank you so much for joining me, Stuart, and to you guys for listening. I hope you got loads and loads of value out of that. Please do go and follow Stuart. He's absolutely incredible. He's he's just as funny on Instagram as he is in real life. Follow Culture Hustle. I'm going to link to it all in the show notes. I really hope you enjoyed the episode and got some value from it. And please do tune in next week. Have a good week. Yeah.